Hello and welcome to Shrink, the podcast for the mind. I'm Philippe Taron and I talk to the people who want to have a better understanding of their issues with weight and body image. I've been talking about different emotions in my previous episodes and the way they may influence our eating habits. I've talked about anger, loneliness, sadness, boredom, but I haven't mentioned fear yet. So here I go. We've had so many occasions to be scared these last two years. I'm of course talking about this pandemic we've experienced. Suddenly, or almost, we were not really sure if we would survive, if that was the end of things. You may feel like I exaggerate, but it is in fact what went through the mind of many of us, at least for some time. And so we've seen millions of people putting on weight almost collectively. The fear of death wasn't the only trigger, of course. Will I keep my job? Will my business survive? Will my relationship or marriage make it through those dark days? But were we dealing with fears or anxiety? We're both, probably. By the way, what's the difference between the two, between fear and anxiety? The American psychologist David Barlow defines anxiety as a future-orientated mood state in which one is not ready or prepared to attempt to cope with upcoming negative events. And that is a distinction between future and present dangers which divides anxiety and fear. Fritz Perls, who is the founder of Gestalt Therapy, is uh, a German-born, anyway, German-born psychiatrist, says that anxiety is always the result of moving away from the now. So somehow it's like we project ourselves into some dangers that we think at some point may um, be there for us, may be there as a threat for us. The fear of catching the COVID, for example, incited you to put a mask on and get vaccinated. The anxiety that came with COVID was more a consequence of all the unknown around it and what will happen in the future as a consequence. And of course, it's okay to be scared. And despite what uh, your parents were maybe telling you uh, when you were a child, saying, don't be afraid, come on, it's going to be okay, you know, just um, because they wanted to be nice to you, they didn't want you to be fearful. But somehow, fear is, that, is there to protect us. Uh, let's say you're in uh, your bedroom and suddenly you, there is a, the smell of something which is burning and you get scared. You think, what's going on? There is this smell. Is, is there something? Is there a fire starting somewhere? You run downstairs and you see if or not there is uh, something burning in the kitchen, for example. Or you're walking in the street and at some point you hear someone walking behind you and that person seems very close to you. And, you know, so you look behind you and you look if that someone looks like a threat or not. I mean, there's nothing wrong, of course, with uh, experiencing fear. What's wrong is what we do with that fear. If we repress it, if we think uh, that it's not something we should express, you know, we should tell others, oh, I'm scared because uh, my company is really not doing well and it could really be that uh, they're not going to keep me and, you know, they're going to fire me. Uh, so that's scary because you don't know how you're going to pay for the, your rent and your food and stuff like that. It's okay to express your fears first to yourself. That's where it starts, of course. And then if you want to share it with, with others, it's fine too. It's anyway much better to do that than to repress them. But then 
if you have a fear of fears, um, you should do something about it. Because, as I said before, the fear is there to send you a message saying there is some kind of a danger, there is something threatening. So what will you do with that? Well, ideally, you should, of course, address uh, that fear and see what it means, see w what the threat is. Let's say, for example, you think that your wife or your husband is having an affair and uh, he or she might leave you at some point. Do you want to keep that in your mind without sharing it with, uh, with your partner or with your husband or wife? And uh, try and find out what's going on and see if you can work on it. If, uh, first of all, if that's the case, if, you know, if someone is having an affair, and then how did we get there? Well, why is our relationship not what it was like when we met? You know, be responsible for things. Not trying to repress it and see if eventually it will happen at some point. Because that's when you will start being anxious about things. Thinking, well, if he or she meets someone, it means we'll, we're going to have to, to uh, tell the children, we're going to have to sell the house, we're going to have to... Sometimes we build so many scenarios in our head for nothing. And so the idea is to address it, address that fear and see what is, you know, what is the reality. Let's say you think that you may lose your job because your company is not doing well. So what are you going to do? You're just going to wait until eventually um, someone is going to tell you, <coughs> sorry, we don't need you anymore, or we cannot afford to, uh, to pay you anymore. Or are you going to be more proactive mm -hmm. and maybe uh, find out what the job market is like and see what, what are the alternatives, if there are other uh, companies that would be happy to work with you and start uh, finding out you know, what are your options. So either you repress it and you just eventually share it with uh, some colleagues, and then you start building their anxiety with your anxiety. So it's like, a, that's the worst, when your anxiety combines with someone else's anxiety. That's really the most difficult uh, kind of situation. No, you can, I mean, you can talk about it and say, okay, I think, you know, I'm, I may lose my job. And um, so if you know someone around you that is looking for someone, I want to keep that option open just in case it happens. I'm not sure. Another example is, let's say you have a mole and you, you start thinking, well, that's cancer. Or, you know, I mean, my father had cancer, my mother had cancer. I'm pretty sure that's cancer. Well, find out about it. You know, go to your GP and do some tests and you will know if it's a cancer or not. I know it sounds easy the way I say it and I know... It, and, you know, it's terrible when you suspect you may be uh, having a cancer. It's not easy. But the more you wait, the more, the more you put yourself at risk. Of course, everybody knows that. And, uh, and then you start again being anxious about it. And you reduce your chances of uh, being better just in case you do have cancerous mole. So in every case, it's always better to address these fears. The, you know, always better to see what they're telling you, and see what your options are. And I've seen along the years with many of my clients that overeating and drinking sometimes is the easiest way to, uh, to cope with our fears. So instead of carefully listen to what our fears are telling us, we start drinking or we start eating, you know, overeating. 
because somehow it feels good. I mean, for a bit, you won't think about your issues anymore. It will just be you, your food, and your mouth, and your, your stomach, and so somehow it, you will get back to your very primal senses, I would say. I'm not sure that's pretty uh, good English, but <laughs> I'm trying it. So, of course, it's tempting. And same goes with drugs, and same goes with uh, love affairs, for example. Some people uh, who are really um, scared of something, instead of addressing it, they will start having an affair with someone. Um, and then suddenly, you know, their fears have disappeared, but not for long. They're always there in the background, and they will always come back at some point, and it will be even worse, of course. What really matters, it's like Fritz Perls was saying, the now. What's happening for real now? And what can I do about it? What are my options? Can I get some help eventually? I know that for some people, asking for some help is really difficult. It's like they're afraid they will lose control on things. If they start asking for help to uh, friends or colleagues or their partner, it's like they're showing some kind of weakness. And it's okay to have these weaknesses. We all have these. Everyone, I do, you do, everyone has these weaknesses or these fears or this. Why do you have to isolate yourself with your fears and your anxiety? And it seems like we live in a world which is full of dangers. Um, after the COVID, which isn't finished probably, I mean, it could really do a comeback uh, this winter. There is now the monkeypox virus. Um, there is the global warming. There, are, I mean, there are so many tensions in the world. So many things are changing. It's, things are changing so quickly. We cannot keep up with all this. We cannot, you know, take all this on board every day, all the time. We know these things, ex these threats exist. There is not much we can do. You know, as a person, there is not much you can do about coronavirus, about except protecting yourself. Um, by wearing a mask again and uh, do another uh, vaccine if there is a need for one. And the same goes with this new virus. There's nothing you can do. I mean, if at some point we, there is a need to uh, wear a mask again for that or to get vaccinated, you, know, you can do it. Of course, I will do it. Um, global warming is terrible and we can be responsible by, you know, maybe doing what we can do in order to limit that. And that's fine, but you cannot live every day with the fear of the end of the world because otherwise it's unbearable. Otherwise you will look for ways to uh, somehow soothe this unbearable life of yours. And like I said before, these ways are usually not helping much. On, they're helping, but for a very short time. So listen to your fears. Listen to what they have to say and see what you can do about them as a responsible person. Don't put them aside. Don't repress them. I repeat myself, but I know why I'm doing this because it has to become some kind of mantra. You know, I'm scared. What's going on? What can I do? Okay, this is how I can act responsibly. And don't try to put them asleep by overeating, drinking, or taking drugs. Because it's not helping. You know it. And I, know, I mean, we all know it. But you cannot hide from it anymore. What is for sure a good idea is not to watch the news online all the time. Because if you do, you're going to hear time after time the list of dangers that are 
you know, that are there in terms of uh, wars, global warming, and all this stuff. So please refrain doing that. Maybe listen to the news once a day, not before you go to bed in the evening, maybe in the, in the morning if you wish to, and then put it aside. Don't use your phone all day long to see the list of dangers that are around us, because they're there. There are things, you know, that can be scary, but there's not much we can do. So have some kind of a distance with that and enjoy your day. Enjoy the moment because you will never have it back. So this time that you will, um, during which you will be uh, worried about things and scared and you'll feel like you're imprisoned into your fears or your anxiety and you won't be able to properly enjoy what's happening right now. And I really believe that there is always something to enjoy. Maybe not every minute, but most of the time. So enjoy it. Thank you.